0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Fresh Takes Gaming Podcast, episode 32, the video game podcast that brings you fresh takes on the video game industry news. If you'd like to submit your topic for the show, you can send us a tweet at FreshTakesPod on Twitter. I am your host, Evan, joined by my co-host, Nick. What's up, everybody? Not much, man. Not much. Tonight we have a very special guest. Uh, Luke is with us from Glimmish, the CEO, head developer... Owner? All that stuff? Okay, fantastic. All those those things, right? Um, So we will get to him in just a few moments, Um, but right now, just to give you a few updates, we are still doing our 100 subscriber giveaway on our YouTube channel, so if you go to bit.ly slash watchftg, you will be directed to that channel, because we haven't hit 100 subs we don't have a vanity link yet. That's the whole goal of hitting the 100 <laughs> subs because <laughs> right now it is straight up youtube.com slash C slash So that's exactly it. So head over there. Throw a subscribe our way so we can get that nice vanity link so you can find us even easier in the algorithm. So that's But that. what
1: do they win if they become if they, if they happen to be in this so, so yes,
0: there is a 100 subscriber video if you comment and subscribe on that well, subscribe to the channel. Comment on that specific video. There is some sweet, sweet stuff coming your way. There is some Fresh taste Gaming swag that could be T-shirts, stickers, a hat, anything we decide to give you. It won't. It won't be garbage. I promise you. It won't. Be, it won't be like I found this on the
1: floorboard of my car.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, also, our lovely sponsor, which we will talk about in a moment, Chubby Chow is throwing down some premium poundage of coffee into the mix for this giveaway and we also have some steam game codes we'll also be throwing in as well oh snap so why not just comment on the video bro (laughs) i mean i don't know might be might seem kind of rigged if you end up winning but i don't know but yeah anyway so head on over to our youtube channel check out the 100 subscriber video comment on it subscribe to the channel and uh hopefully you'll win moving on this episode of Fresh Takes Gaming is sponsored proudly by Chubby Chow. Yes, Chubby Chow, specialty coffee without the man bun. Handcrafted coffee using cast iron Dutch ovens and stirred by the caffeinated hands of their staff. All blends are made using organic beans and U.S. distribution systems to ensure the highest quality for all steps in the process. Veteran owned and operated, we know how much a good cup of coffee can make a difference in your day. Check them out at ChubbyChow.com and follow them on social, at Chubby Chow Mob to join the crew. Also, for our listeners and viewers, use code FTG at checkout for 20% off your order. End ad read. Now, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this. Again, we are welcoming Glimmish CEO, Luke Strickland, to the Fresh Takes Gaming Podcast. Thank you, Luke. Welcome. Thank you. You must Thank be you. some sort of masochist for choosing to spend part of your weekend <laughs> evening with us but we appreciate you yeah. taking the time
2: it was the bribe that did it
0: i mean hey man money exchanges hands in weird ways you know
2: <laughs> under the table above the table
1: sure some people call it bribes other people call it incentive you know it's just, it just right. it depends on how you look at
0: it and yeah you gotta incentivize things anymore right that's the whole thing that's the whole thing but anyway thank you for coming ken just real quick give us a little background on what glimish is
2: Sure. So Glemish is a brand new streaming platform. Uh, and we are really focused around being open and, and transparent with our community. Uh, and we even take that a step further. And we're actually built by the community. We're fully open source. We're transparent with our financials, with our, with our planning, with our business deals. Um, all of that's kind of open and available. And we're delivering instant, real-time streaming to, to everyone. Um, so we're really excited to kind of get going here and hopefully launch before the end of 2020.
0: When you when you say instant, how how instant?
2: It's as fast as this Discord call. Oh,
0: that's pretty instant. Mm-hmm, that's that's pretty, instant. pretty. That's pretty instant. Okay, that's that's
1: so fantastic. Are you guys, guys going to be trying to launch in 720p or like 1020? No. Like, what are we doing?
2: Yeah, we're we're looking for uh, basically the, the the plan right now is source. So whatever you're streaming at, you know, 1080p, 60fps. 720, whatever you happen to be streaming at uh, would be what's available by default. And then we are trying to get uh, transcoding to 480 for our mobile users to be able to still enjoy your stream uh, without having to charge you for that or charge the the viewer for
1: that. That's awesome. Yep, That's awesome.
0: So we have a handful of questions we've already kind of massaged, but we're just going to kind of try to let the conversation go as naturally as possible. But Nick, do you want to kind of lead the charge on this for right now? And maybe I'll pop yeah, sure. in where I remember
1: what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> None of this is staged. Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> so I was creeping on you on, on uh, LinkedIn a little bit because I was trying to, because my thing is, is like, we can, we can rehash all the kind of same questions that you've already done in your other podcasts that, that, that you've done and, and, uh, all the FAQs on the site and stuff like that. There's certain things that, that I kind of want to know. Um, just from a a creative kind of director position of like where you're coming from, you know? Um, And one of the things that popped out at me is that you were on a board of, uh, you're a board member for Makerspace. And I just kind of wanted to see in that time when you're working with so many people, especially you were talking about open source with uh, Glimish and and how the community is really driving that same kind of thing with Makerspace, when those are what kind of assets are you bringing from your board position member over to, uh, you know, your Discord and, and with those, those business meetings or any of those kind of transferable, I guess, skills?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question. I think it's actually, I think it's the, the basis of kind of who who I am and who I aspire to be as a person. Um, just being upfront, honest, and clear with everyone really kind of aligns with all of my, all of my business goals. So the Dallas Makerspace is a a great question because they're actually a uh, 5013C nonprofit. So it's, it's a, it's a membership based nonprofit. So you pay for access to the building and the tools and all that kind of stuff. Um, And they're one of the largest makerspaces in the United States. So they've got about 2000 members or they did at the time as a board member, about 2,000 members, you know, each paying dues each month. And the unique thing about them is they, they took that the, the transparency that's required with running a nonprofit and they took it, you know, as, as many steps further as they could. You know, so all of the meetings had minutes that were open and available to all. Uh, the meetings were streamed on any kind of uh, streaming website where you can get that out to the audience. Uh, anytime there's a private discussion, there was always minutes of that that were published after the fact. And then anytime it was something sensitive, right, you you have to redact it to protect the privacy of the individual, but you still have to publish that that thing happened, right, that that event happened. Yep. Um, and, you know, it, that, of course, is as simple as a, a meeting that happens, but it's also as complicated as the financials. You know, for the Dallas Makerspace, you can investigate where every single literal penny was spent, you know, where your dues went uh, and what was purchased. Um, and, you know, as a member, you were, you were deserved that, that right. And so that really kind of, for me, being a board member, uh, I was actually, I was, you know, I was voted in by the people, uh, which I think a really nifty system for a, a nonprofit to do, but I was, I was voted in. Um, and really that experience taught me how important it is to, to really make information available because there are people who care. There are people who wanna read and, and see that what you're doing is genuine. Um, and the easiest way you can do that is just to be transparent by default, right? Just by, do it by default, and then everything else will be easier. Nice.
1: That's yep. really awesome, man. I dig that. Yeah. I could see that kind of bleeding over. That's
2: pretty good. Yeah, cool. and I think, I think the, the other topic there is uh, the people aspect, right? Because, um, you know, traditional companies, you know, not 513C member-run nonprofits, traditional companies you kind of interact with your your up and your down and your peers right so you interact with a couple of people you know a countable number of people and uh and you have to be super professional right at work at, at your workplace you gotta make sure you keep it nice and civil you gotta make sure that um you're never you know you know, never <laughs> someplace <laughs> okay well uh corporate america right you have to, yeah <laughs> have to maintain this level of like decency not decency, but just this image of yourself, right? You have to make sure that people trust and respect you in, in certain regards. And the makerspace, it can since it was member run and there were a lot of people there, you know, two thousand people who all interacted on a daily basis, of course that just flew out the window. You know, decency <laughs> towards your fellow human is like, I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that word means. Um and so it's like it's like creating cats, right? all right who all want to do their own thing they all want to run in their own direction uh but you love them all the same right you love you love all your cats the same or most of them um and So, so so
1: with with that with that kind of like lack of restriction of of um your personality and kind of like stuffing on that with the volunteerism and what you're seeing with Glemish and what you're seeing with the makerspace do you see that that freedom kind of allows for more because a lot of people say that that um adversity makes for invention right so do you see that some of that adversity that, that that comes about with having that much freedom um kind of raises you guys up as a whole kind of the mission yeah,
2: absolutely because i think like a diversity is key you want you want diversity of, of people of ideas of experiences. Um, and, and your corporate structure, you don't always get that maybe because of hiring decisions or because of power decisions, right. Where, you know, if your boss says something and they say it as a matter of a fact in a meeting, you know, you kind of go along with it, um, where you maybe have a different opinion or a better idea. So to your point, I glimish, right. It's, there's no boss. There's no like, you know, there's no person that you have to listen to because you, you, you can't be fired. You know, you can't be removed from your position because of it. Um, same was true at the makerspace and so it allows these ideas to kind of kind of come and flourish uh, where they maybe wouldn't have flourished before and it also gives people a chance to defend their ideas too and, and a maybe more equal perspective right instead of it being a, again a power dynamic you know it's, it's just you and the other person and your two ideas that's dope
0: man yeah that is really awesome do you think um, that Level of transparency or your experience in the makerspace is what led you to have these public staff meetings on YouTube?
2: Yes. Yeah, I think I was directly inspired by the way we ran our board meetings there to have public staff meetings where ev- everyone can come and attend. Everyone can kind of have their voice be heard uh, while still maintaining a an agenda, right? While still maintaining a very uh, strict direction of the conversation. You can't just come and air your grievances, you have to kind of stay on topic but you're invited to give your opinion. You're invited to have a, have a say.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's way really cool. Um, so a little bit later on kind of in your career, it was saying that you were, you were uh, working in assistant with, system with constructing or operating at least uh, e e-commerce websites. Um, what are the, some of those takeaways from, from your time doing that with iMart? What do you, what what kind of transferred over into to what you're doing at Glimmish now?
2: Yeah, I would say iMart was what kind of taught me best practices for software development, um, as well as, you know, interacting with people. But the software development piece is really what kind of came out of that, because uh, I joined as a software engineer, um, and I stayed at that job for actually about seven years. And through those seven years, I grew from a software engineer to a senior software engineer. And that kind of taught me the importance of the customer, you know, the importance of the the human at the end of the at the end of the the, the money tree, right? The end of the, the dollar, um, because that's kind of often underrepresented. I think, you know, when you're te- when you're selling t-shirts online, there's something wrong with that, but it's kind of just a t-shirt, right? Like at the end of the day, it's a it's a t-shirt, and you can get another one somewhere else, and it's it's fine. But when you're dealing with eyeglasses, which is what I what we did at, at, at I-Mard, uh eyeglasses are essential, right? You if you don't have eyeglasses and you need eyeglasses or, or contact lenses or similar, you can't see. You know, you can't. You can't. It's kind you of
1: can't, important. <laughs> you can't, right, you just can't a see. little bit.
2: Um, and yeah. iMart's goal, Eyemark's philosophy was to be the the one of the cheapest, fair eyewear providers in the U.S. And so it kind of gave me that 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 idea that hey, these customers really need our service. They really need what we're doing. And we have to make sure that we're giving them, our, you know, in, in our case, our customers are the, the store employees right, who are trying to help those customers out. We need to make sure that we give those employees the best possible experience. Um, and then for the e-commerce perspective, right, it's just about translating that in the same way directly to the customer, making sure that they can check out online pretty easily, that they don't have any kind of errors that they're, they're not expecting, and then also that their that their security and their privacy is respected, right? Because glasses are actually HIPAA data. They're, they're medical they medical data about you, and that's your we're right. You're allowed to yeah. You're allowed to keep that. Um, so we had to make sure that we were respecting that, especially as software engineers, because all that data is you know funneling through the system. And so being able to keep it in the right controlled areas and, and have data restrictions really helps me now with Glimish because it's the same. Premise, Same right. You deal, like
1: you're protecting the streamers kind of information, all that, and the people that might be making donos or whatever. Yeah, so like, cool. exactly.
2: Because I mean, imagine a streamer's a streamer's real address, right? But they fill out on their, their tax form is leaked to the public, right? That's worst case scenario. Same thing yeah. with any user on the platform. Um and so we have to make sure that we're treating their data with the respect that it deserves. Yep.
0: Go. Hmm. That's that's okay. great, yeah. And the, as far as the security and best practices, is that why? Is that what led? I mean, at least from what my experience, most services that are up and coming or just starting out usually don't have any multi-factor or two FA enabled like out the gate, pretty much. Um, is that is their experience with best practices at iMart What led you to really focus on that from the jump?
2: Yeah, actually, um, you know, I think the initial philosophy was. If if you don't store the data, you can't lose the data, right? If you don't, <laughs> right? if you don't, True. if you don't keep a social security number in your system, you can never leak it because you don't have it. Sure. Um, and so that, that drove you know uh, strategic partnerships with Stripe, for example, because then that kind of that removes that social security number away from us and into Stripe, which is a multinational, like global, widely known and security approved vendor who does all those things right. And I think where we do have data, it's you know your email address, it's your username, eventually it's your your stream information, it's chat messages that you've sent. And so having two-factor authentication in the beginning helps to almost enforce that level of security from the start. I think to your point, it helps you also keep that philosophy in mind of hey, this isn't, you know, it's to be taken for granted. We have to make sure that we're we're storing this correctly. We're logging in the user correctly and that we're kind of protecting them like we're supposed
0: to. True, true. That's awesome. That's great. Now, just
1: kind of a side question. Do you think that this is going to kind of drive, like Twitch, you have a lot of younger people, right? You've got a lot of like teenagers and prepubescent little bastards that are on there talking smack and <laughs> chat. Do you think that that is going to, because of the requirements are like two-factor authentication and things like that, kind of like the higher, higher brow, getting into being able to be a part of the chats or streaming on that service. Do you see that that's going to kind of drive the, the, I don't want to say quality, but, but like the, the seriousness of intent. Um, do you think that that's going to kind of affect your audience base and your streamer base and, and people that are actually showing up to, to participate in your service?
2: Yeah. I, I hope that um, Glimish can be a service that helps people um understand just how important their data is right just how important their person and their personal data is because i think the i think you know the young generation even if in my generation uh it's it's always you know the answer to do you care that facebook tracks everything you do on every website is generally no i don't care about that why would i care about that in reality it's it's more than that right it's more about them just tracking everything you do it's about them tracking everything that you do to form this, this personality of who you are and then using that to then coerce you into, you know, buying other products or, or services. Um, so I think, you know, to your point, I think that uh, we can teach younger generations about these good privacy, uh, privacy uh, ways of thinking. And we can also help them understand security and how they should be uh, you know, not using the same password for every site, how they should, you know, not use, you know, <laughs> lemon lover 42 as their password for their bank account. Right. Um, th- you know, those kind of things is what, that's, what's going to get your, all your money stolen. And so if we can like say, Hey, you know, we're just a streaming site, but we collect a lot of personal data about you. We collect some financial data about you. You want to protect that and then help them get the tools that they need to, to do that. I think we're, we're making a step in the right direction.
1: Michael,
2: if that's your password, you might want to change it.
0: <laughs> going lemon lover forty two. Oh, it's time Super for password Super change. Super yeah. Lemon lover forty three. I'm tricking them.
2: <laughs> that works for a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, well, I work in IT as as I, I think you both kind of know, um, and user passwords is one of the one of the most crucial things. <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous. Some of the passwords that we, methods we've talked to users about what they use, you know, they, yeah. like their kids names. Well, that's kind of easy data, you know, for someone to find yeah. out that was nefarious. Um, so one guy in, in protest literally just went down one day, held down the shift key on his keyboard and went across the whole top row of the number keys on his keyboard. So it was all just special characters. And I was nice. like, wow. I was like, that's a good password. I mean, th- your method was very easy, but, you know, it's all special characters. I can't complain about that. But it's just. Not super repeatable, though. No, definitely not. I'm like, you're not going to use that one again <laughs> or, or alter one character. There's no way, man. You're going to keep up right. with that. I think
2: the surprising
1: thing <laughs> too you is. Don't the four, the six, you don't know. The fourth, the sixth, you don't know. It's
2: always the CEO, too, isn't it? It's always the CEO that has the worst <laughs> password. It's like, Keys
0: of the kingdom. I'm and waiting for the no comment. I'm not right. saying anything. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> not saying a word about that. Silence is louder than words. Yes, very true. Very true. But um, but yeah, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, the whole security thing. That and that. I think that's one thing when I when I created my uh my Glimish account, and I saw that you know, as y'all know, I'm part of the Discord. I've I've let some of my glimmish bias show on the last episode a little bit. Um but that that was something that kind of struck home to me. They're like, okay, these guys are serious. Not that you were serious before based on the conversations in the Discord, but once I saw two FA on the site, I was like, Oh, okay. These are legit people that have our data, you know, at heart sure. and the protection of it. Yeah. So right. that and, was and that, that was actually awesome.
2: The interesting thing there is that that was actually a volunteer contribution. Um, so, you know, we did rank it very highly on the priorities list. Uh, and, and, you know, it was something that we declared that we wanted before launch, but we didn't know how early it was going to happen, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. we just have to dedicate the right amount of time to it. Um, and the volunteer saw it, loved it, wanted to work on it, implemented it, uh, and now we have it, right? And it was kind of just that easy. Um, and I think to that point, it's it's really important to, you know, prioritize on what your objectives are because then it helps you give a very clear, you know, roadmap for your team or your volunteers or whoever it is to know what they, what they can be working on, what they can be doing. Um, And I think that goes back to the makerspace conversation a little bit because, you know, uh, with 2000 members, right? I think really only 5%, if not less actually choose to volunteer. And the way the the system ran is, you know, you were sweeping the floors. (laughs) Like if there was a mess on the floor, it was your responsibility as a member to sweep the floor up. And imagine only 5% of the population doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And so when, when you do have a 5% population who wants to volunteer, giving them the right direction, right? Giving them a broom, showing them where the brooms are, really helps to make their jobs easier. But they don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, Making sure that they have the tools that they need to succeed helps you and your business, right? Helps you and in, in your initiative.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's see what else here. I'm just scrolling down here on some of the so notes. <laughs> oh man! <laughs>
1: yeah, so I, I hopped on the Discord and I was getting into it, and then I ended up like I I felt really bad, and I should be getting on there here pretty quick. I ended up kind of taking care of some of the other stuff that I needed to, but I got hit with food poisoning. So it was like two days, dude. I wanted to die. It was so bad. Like I was like, I promised Bub that I was gonna join this Discord and was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm here, but I'm gonna go back to bed. Like, I, I literally like sent that and put the phone down and went back to sleep. I was out for like another seven hours and dying there.
0: Yeah. Some like, bad you know, shrimp, right? Shrimp.
1: Yep. Yeah, shrimp, shrimp, Uppercut <laughs> yeah.
0: Upper <Yeah>. me. Uh, <laughs> it's no good. It's always man.
2: chicken for me. It's always chicken. I've mm. never gotten sick off of the seafood. But chicken, like, somehow, like, I, I think I went to Wendy's one time, and that was that was the end-all, end-all be-all of food poisoning. I shrimp is Wendy's.
1: usually the big one that gets me. That shrimp, it's, shrimp. Almo- like, almost always, I've never really had a problem with chicken, uh, fish, um, beef, pork, um, but, yeah, shrimp, it always gets me. And then my fat ass always goes back to it, so.
0: You have to. You think
1: I learned? It's a, it's a risk, but willing
0: to take it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I mean, brought up Wendy's. So like, spicy or regular nuggets, bro? Spicy. There we go. That's right. Next question. Next question. Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. big question. This is the big. One. It better be the big one. This is the big one?
0: Uh, which one?
1: Was that the big Street one? Fighter two. Street Fighter Two. Oh,
2: right. bro,
0: that's that is the uh, that is the. So that's a that
2: big question. I'm gonna question. fail. I'm gonna Did, fail this question.
0: Uh, so. Nick and I have a ongoing battle, if you will. Of discussion, which discussion. If you will. Yes. Passionate passionate discussion. <laughs> on which Street Fighter 2 character is better between Ken or Ryu. And we're gonna pose the same question to you. Yeah, I'm not
1: gonna I'm not gonna say who I'm on, whose team I'm on, what camp I'm in. So
2: here's the thing. I've never played it. But but my boss, my previous boss at I-Mart did. Uh, And if I remember correctly, he was a Ryu fan because uh, he was always better at him. And my last boss was super competitive and uh, he couldn't stay losing. So he always picked the character that
1: helped him win. There it is. There it is. There you go. Uh, So for the record, Ryu is still garbage and (laughs) uh, it is like an emo character that is throwaway. But,
2: this sounds like but, a discussion. This doesn't sound like anything, anything <laughs> but a discussion.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's settled. It looks like Ryu wins. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Easy. 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 Um. <laughs> yeah. So, well,
1: well, what was your question? I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Did you want to go ahead with the next, the next one, Nick?
1: Um. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on the next one, so I don't like want to well, put out where. You're, let's say, right. let's, let's say, that do you, you want transition a little bit? with Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Pittsburgh, so there, like I was looking on there, and I'm like, so what? What is there to do? Because I've never been. I've never been to, to I've never been. To, where are you from? The whole slew of places that I've been. <clears throat> but I was actually impressed with how much shit there was to do in pittsburgh like i was looking at the aviary and i was like man that is amazing that looks really pretty i'd love to go there then they had like this beautiful butterfly thing that you could go do andy warhol museum um like there there's a lot of stuff there it's one of the older cities so like i get it that there's a lot of culture there that you can go do you know it's a little more established and a little bit more kind of kind of cool that way but when you were trying to get away from different aspects of what was going on in your life if you needed a break because everybody has to like we all have those like places where you go, or maybe you just go for a drive. Like, where would you suggest somebody that's an out of town or like me go check out? If I'm just looking to blossom steam or just kind of go hang out somewhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, Where'd there's different spots. There's different uh, like moods, right? You got to figure out what mood you're in. Um, I would say that if if like if your problem is that uh, you're stressed out and you want a place to to relax and to just kind of. Chill out for a little bit. Um, it's actually in Pittsburgh. There's a there's a, a, a nearby like little tiny town nestled in like the Laurel Highlands, which is apparently <laughs> like some form of mountain. Yes, um, mountain system. Uh, but there's this place called Ohio Pile, uh, and I don't know how the heck you're supposed to say it. I think when when you be, when you get a Pittsburgh accent, it becomes Ohio Pile. And it just like flows out like that, and I'm not sure exactly how you <laughs> enunciation,
0: <get that>. enunciation <laughs> out the window, man. It's, it's out the window,
2: uh, but it's this just tiny little city that's that's pretty pretty darn close. Uh, and there's a, a delicious sandwich shop, which I recommend. Mm. The, probably the best sandwiches I've ever had in my entire lifetime are from there. Um, and uh, and it's uh, this it's this huge like waterfall over you know some natural rocks, and you can do uh, rafting, and then there's like these natural rock water slides that you can do also that like, apparently you have to be a larger guy to do because if you're a small guy like me, you get bruised and lots of pain from the (laughs) rocks that you're flying into. You need the cushion. Um, Okay. So you need the cushion. I recommend the cushion. Um, And so that's a great way to get away. Right. But I think that's not for everyone. Not everyone wants to do that. So if you want the true Pittsburgh getaway experience and so stupid, you know, I'm not from Pittsburgh, uh, that's where I, I moved to, and uh, the first thing people ask you when you when you come to Pittsburgh is, "Hey, have you been to Promani's yet?"
0: <laughs> that's the first question I asked you, bro. <laughs> I often yeah, was one of the first the ones. Friend. I was like, "Have you been to Promani's?" Because I used to live near that yeah, area. Yeah,
2: exactly. And it's it's the first question, and honestly, your answer decides the fate of your friendship with that person. You know, you, it's or true. Not people are going to keep talking. It's, it's true, true, man. The answer, Exactly. It's, it's over. I mean, the, the acceptable answers are, yes, it was delicious. Uh, no, but I'm going tomorrow. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, and that's it. So the <laughs> unacceptable answers are, no, I'm not interested in that. Or, sorry, I'm a vegetarian. Oof. Also not it's always acceptable. In that case. Just, just playing, just playing. <laughs> and then, yes, I hated it. That would get you, uh, get you sent out of the city. And you'd be
0: exiled. Yeah
2: but, but Permanes is like the perfect getaway for someone who doesn't like nature because it's um, so they what they do is it's a, it's a sandwich shop as well completely different sandwich though uh, and they take you know normal French bread or sliced white bread or whatever it is and they give you uh, whatever kind of meat you're choosing so you get to pick that that option uh, and then they load it up with like I think it's um, what is, it? is is it Coleslaw no it's the, what it's the other thing. Can't remember. I think it's just maybe like I a, don't know.
1: I never it's, it is, it's, it's, been it's been a long time.
2: Fries. I I phoned a friend. It's a coleslaw, so they batter okay. it up with coleslaw, and then they put French fries, and they give you a sandwich. And so the the idea is that all of their all their sandwiches have French fries on it, um, and of course okay. it's a bar, so you can go drink while you do it. Yeah, but you
1: have yeah, to drink icy like, light. So, this is this is this is what's gonna s- this is doing it. So yeah. Yeah, that yeah, area. you're talking about sandwiches and stuff. I still have to eat dinner, oh, like, God. going, Poor you know guy. amazing is a Reuben. A Reuben oh, salad. there you go. So- They have a Reuben, French
2: fries on it.
0: <sighs> yes, French fr- That area is notorious for putting French fries on just about everything. Everything, um,
2: yeah, steak salads. Th-
0: steak salads, yeah. I was going to say, there's a place I used to eat go to that, that, that had steak salad that would have like hard-boiled egg, sliced steak, French fries, bucket yeah. of ranch dressing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most unhealthy salad you'll ever eat in your life. Fantastic though that's, that's that's attributed to this this vessel of health.
1: <laughs> but that's the kind. But you have you have downhill rock sliding. Yes. Body. That's that's the event you're trained for. Yeah, that's right that's true. That's a good yes, positive. Honestly, true. I can't yeah. do the water slide. It.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The the fun
2: thing though is like watching people do it for the first time, um because there's there's two types of people, of course, is the people who literally just shotgun it as many times as they can you know they go down the, the water slide and then they walk the half mile back up and then they do it again and they're just like constantly going on this thing like a giant roller coaster uh and then there's those who sit and watch just curiously for you know about 30 minutes trying to work up some courage uh, and then they do it and they just scream all the way down like at the top of their you because you know what's going to happen like this is not like this not, you know, this is not FDA approved. There's nobody yeah, inspected this.
0: It's not like a bush <laughs> Gardens. you know.
2: Huh. It's just rocks, and so you rocks. could hit anything at any
1: time.
0: Man, yeah, it's crazy that stuff. Sounds, man. That
1: sounds good, though. That sounds like it's, an experience.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's also a flower garden. If that's not, if neither of those are your uh, your taste, there's a uh, a big, humongous, uh, like greenhouse type thing with a bunch of flowers. See, that sounded more
1: like my old broke-ass speed right there. Like, Let's go sniff some daisies and call it good. It smells, it smells good.
0: Yeah. And then go have the sandwich. It's really not healthy. There you go. <laughs> or you get the sandwich to go and you eat it while you're sniffing the daisies. While I'm
1: sniffing the daisies, see? There you go.
2: You hold can you smell really daisies one. over?
0: over a, oof, I, I don't know. know. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you can
0: do that. <laughs> that's gangster. Uh, that is. That could be the move. That could be the move. I don't know. Um. Okay, let's do. Do we want to get back to Glimmer or get back to uh more more Luke?
1: I know. I it's I, it's up to you. It's up to it's up to Luke. It's up to the
0: big. It guy. is up to Luke. However, you kind
1: of want to go. All so, I can think about is fucking my podcast. <laughs> yeah, we
0: we give you the we give you the the keys and the the car, and you just you know take off with it, man.
2: Just leave you guys behind.
0: There you go. No, but what I was gonna say was you know. um, and i know you you've said this on on other podcasts but maybe just for our, our viewers and listeners who may not be familiar with uh the hotfix podcast you were on and shout out to brant and jeremy good dudes over there great friends um yeah great friends we'll actually probably be talking to them soon through some sort of collaborative means but co podcast co podcast it could be <laughs> yes our powers combined podtron you know like <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what are, what are some of the ways, you know, qu- you can quickly describe Like, What is going to differentiate Glimish from the other existing platforms, the purple guys, you know, Twitch, versus some of the other startups that are out there?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's the purple guys,
0: the the blue guys. The red guys? Yeah, the red guys. Which, the red guys, I mean...
2: I mean we're team yellow? Is that so is that popular? that be now with, I don't know, uh, man, fall guys out there. What's really uh, funny
1: is the people at home that are the, that are like driving to work can't see the look on my face, so complete, like, lost. Like, I don't know where we are anymore. So, just so I'm aware, team red is YouTube. Is that right? Yes, yeah, okay. Yes,
0: <laughs> right, he's like, team blue, he's like, what he team blue? He's like.
1: Hmm? Team guess Blue. Team Blue now. Where did Mixer oh, send team everyone? Blue. Team Blue. Twitch is Twitch is purple, right? Yep. Uh, blue is Trovo? Nope. That's no. Team Bigger. Zuckerberg Zuckerberg. Oh, fucking Facebook? Are we actually considering <laughs> that as an option? I don't know if that was even an option.
0: Oh, it's I, an option. Okay, Mixer, it's Mixer gave cool. that option to everybody.
2: It's, it's the only place where you can watch gaming streams and shop for jewelry at the same time. Mm-hmm. What's wrong
1: with that? Yeah, I know. I'm there's, See, I know a couple of people that went over there and are actually streaming. Um, they started streaming there before Mixer went down, and I just we I haven't had a chance to really talk to them and engage with them and be like, "Hey, man, like, yeah, what's your audience like? Like, how's that rolling? Like, what's up there?" Yeah, I just don't see it. I just don't see and, that and, as a valid option. And, I, and that's just me personally. If I'm not mm, trying to shit on you, that, right, that's right. And I
0: it. and I've seen some people that were former Mixer Mixer uh, partners that have gone over there and have, are doing well you know, based on some of the people I follow on Twitter that seem to be, you know, actually growing more so there than they did on Mixer. Is that um, where Ninja's
1: going
0: now? Um, oh, Ninja's going back to Twitch, man.
1: He's on he's Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> all <that> money. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh>.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, now that we've established all the players, like, uh, right. so, so what, 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 Team Yellow, is that what we're saying?
2: I don't know. Team is, Yellow is, yeah, that's a Fall Guys joke. So in Fall it, Guys, it's fall guys. teams. And apparently everyone hates team yellow, which hate is because they're all equal. They're all equal. Right. Teams. It's just, no yellow. That
0: just yellow. yellow gets okay. all the hate. <laughs> it's It is ridiculous. But yeah. So what, what is going to differentiate or things you have planned to differentiate Glimmish from the, the existing platforms that are widely known?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, you know, there's two categories that are, are, are some main differences, um, you know, from a business perspective, we're trying to do things better. You know, we're trying to serve our community um, to our fullest extent, right? We're trying to make sure that what we're doing with Glimish is going to be sustainable for us. It's going to be profitable for you. We're going to be clear and transparent about our, our intentions, about our policies, about everything that we're trying to to accomplish. You know, if you're if you're sideswiped by a news post, we've done we've done something wrong, right? It should have been talked about. We should have talked to our, our streaming council or, or whoever that may be. Um, you know, we should have got this this idea thoroughly vetted before it kind of came into existence. On the on the product side though, you know, on the actual streaming side, we're really hoping to really drive home that idea of live streaming, you know, like real time streaming to your audience. Because I think what we what we miss out so frequently in on the streaming sites like that exist today is that real true element of live. I'm glad that that it is such a low latency, but I mean the average on on you know YouTube gaming and, and Facebook and Twitch, it, it's pretty slow, right? It's it, it can be up to thirteen seconds for
1: mm-hmm. some stream
2: if you're viewing it, uh, you know more realistically average about
1: five see, seconds. Yeah, I think that's actually generous. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some that have been up to fifty seconds behind on Twitch. Well, right, and it depends
2: on on how you're watching it. and Streamer it is. and I think what you know what that does is that really puts you in the wrong mindset. That puts you kind of uh, not in a community driven mindset. You know, you're not there really interacting with chat. You're kind of like responding to them. Uh, you know, you're answering the questions um, almost a minute later. Um, and it's really not suitable, I think, for for what we're trying to really encourage here, which is that engagement that you want to get in these online communities. Because I think the funnest thing about r- really good streams is not only the, the broadcaster, not only the person who's playing an awesome game or you know, having this awesome talk show or whatever it is. But it's also about the community engagement that you get from that. And that can be the funnest part, right? <laughs> you know, <Wow>. some some <laughs> viewer telling a joke in chat that the streamer responds to can often be the funniest part of the entire night, right? Right. Yep. Totally agree, man. And so we want to like, cultivate that. We want to make that stronger. And I think all of our features kind of align to that philosophy of how do we drive up engagement and how do we make it more than just chat, right? Why are, we, why are we so limited to the confines of a, of a text box? How do we make this a better experience for all? Um, I think one of the coolest ideas that, that I've heard it, you know, in several months is taking what we know about live game broadcasting, you know, live eSport broadcasting, and applying that same philosophy to sports, right? I think uh, it was one of our community members, Paco, who had the idea of, you know, what if I could rebroadcast my local college football game and give play by play, you know, commentary on what they're doing, on the moves they're making. I can like draw over in real time what, uh, you know, what, what the bad things they did were, the good things they did, or what you, you suggest, and have the chat interact with that in real time, right? Have them say, no, I don't think that, that play was any good. Maybe if they got up to the 20 yard line, blah, 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 this would have been better. Um, and so, you know, unlocking new experiences like that, right? Things that we haven't even thought about doing before is like that actually keeps
0: me yeah that is really cool.
2: Um so engagement, right? We want to increase engagement.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um you mentioned something there in your in just this response about about a council. So that, that's just kinda of, kind of make me segue into this next question. Um you I don't know if you're aware, so recently Twitch put out um some emotes to celebrate Hispanic and Latinx community. <laughs> Well, and, you know, unfortunately it was a, it was a failure, you know, because it was, it was tone deaf, you know, and and offensive, right. Um, As Glimmish gets bigger, does things to promote uh, group, you know, diversity groups, things like that on the platform. Will Glimmish have some sort of committee or focus group to run things by for approval prior to going live with them? And how do you see that process working at scale?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, You know, we do that today with what we do. We always show off ideas and and designs before they go live. Um, We rely very heavily on Twitter to kind of put up polls around maybe controversial ideas or or, uh, or initiatives that we're trying to take on. And then we take that step further in our terms of service. You know, we're still working on building it. We're still working on creating it. We've taken that step further and asked for all of our community to give input on it, right? To to give their word on the terms of service and how they think it accurately f- reflects what they're trying to do, and I think the hard part right there is scale, right? That works great at a thousand people, mm-hmm. but at a million people, right. Right? At a hundred thousand people, how the heck do you manage that? You know, you can't have a hundred thousand people Good luck. it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. No. So I I do think that there's a couple of options there that you know that we could look at. I think there are really great you know software avenues out there for getting the, the user's voice out, right? Getting, you know, you can do voting at scale, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if feature. I hate yeah. yeah. but, but you don't always get, the, with voting, you don't always get, the, right? Sometimes it's good to bounce an idea off quickly, yes or no, but how do you get the feedback about the idea that could help you build the next best idea?
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: there's still a couple options, right? I think you can you can form a streamer council or a user council or whatever that looks like of people that represent your brand. And I, I would really suggest that that group be diverse, right? Be different sure. people with different walks of life, with different experiences, because that's what help can help you make sure that you're not, you know, insulting a whole culture at one time, right? With, with what you're pushing out there. Um, and so we would definitely look to do something like that, right? Create that, that kind of opt-in council. Maybe we run ideas past you ahead of time. Um, you know, maybe you're invited to, to beta test some new feature and see how you like it. I think it all kinds of winds up in, you know, an, an iterative experience, right? We may get it wrong the first time, but it we're asking you if this is the right thing to do. You know, we're trying to to figure that out.
0: That's awesome. That's good. that's good. That's good stuff, man. Uh, other questions? Yeah, anything popping in your mind right now, Nick? I mean, well, I got a few. So we're
1: we're still we're still kind of it's not too far gone of of. We, we made mention of it a little bit earlier about uh, the fallout with Mixer and kind of like just a huge disconnected thing that they had with their user base of where they just decided that they were going to announce that they were shutting the doors across fucking Twitter uh, instead of actually talking to people and letting everybody know what was going to happen. And I you don't have to be a business major to realize that that is just not how you do business and, and how you conduct yourself. Um but what are some of that aside, what are some of the big takeaways that, that uh, Glemish is getting from the whole Mixer experience? Like we're, we're, we're talking about FTL, we're talking, uh, we're talking about as close to instant streaming as possible so that we can have the audience engagement that, you, that we really saw spearheaded by Mixer. Yeah. What else are you guys kind of pulling away from them as a learning tool or a learning experience about, about them?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a great I, I, that's a great question because I think the what Mixer really had going for it, which to me was the most surprising thing, is the community. Like on Twitch, there's there it's so large, right? That there's the the streaming side as a whole, Twitch, and there's micro communities within Twitch, mm-hmm. and you can find a very happy medium inside of a micro community somewhere. You know the the Dark Souls three. Speedrunning running community it's a really fun place to be right and it's like it's like you know a thousand streamers right with like a hundred thousand viewers and so there's a lot of people to talk to. there's a lot of people to experience but it, it's extremely small it's in that little group um, mixer somehow from the beginning captured this sense of community where you almost kind of knew everyone you know th- there's a lot of people you didn't know a lot of people knew uh to the site but when 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 you started to grow and, and succeed, you saw familiar faces right around supporting you, helping you. You saw familiar faces producing content for how you can run your stream better, how you can support yourself better. Uh, there was a lot of tools, a lot of bots, a lot of developer tools that could help you be an even better streamer. And I think that that is what I would want to take away from that so strongly is, is that ability or that, that, that need to help each other right to be freaking humans that can help (laughs) and support each other right instead of competitive (laughs) cutthroat efforts you know
1: more toxic than chernobyl chat rooms so do you think that that's maybe a byproduct of having that that better interaction capability with within the chat that we were talking about earlier with um near instant relationship between the streamer and the chatter the chat room and being able to, to maybe, do you think that that's what actually was the grounds for forming all those communities so quickly that, that, that mixer had gone going for it. That Glemmish is also trying to, trying to, I don't want to say reproduce because that you, you guys aren't, you're making it better. You're making it your own. You're, you're doing your own thing. Um, capitalize on, I guess, would yeah. maybe be a better way to put that. Yeah.
2: I think, um, you know, really, I think the chat interaction helps because that helps you give like that helps you get a connection to the to the person you're watching a lot uh, a lot closer, a lot tighter, right, and I think by that connection being closer, they're feeling more comfortable with what they're doing, you know they're feeling like they're they're saying things and getting immediate feedback, they're closing that loop to be a little bit closer, so I think that helps grow that presence, but then I think mixers community took it a step further too i don't know exactly what may what that may have come from right i think maybe it could honestly have come from the fact that you know you knew the the mixer founders right you knew the people who were making it and and they were kind of distant right because they were off doing things but you you knew that it wasn't just some large you know hedge funded you know like conglomerate that was trying to you know make a 500x return and profit for their investors right for mixer in the beginning it was it was small nimble scrappy servers kind on fire you know the community was helping that was beam.
0: <laughs> yeah it was right. Beam.
2: and i think that that probably helped more than anything right starting small and growing was probably mixer's <laughs> biggest you know competitive advantage um whereas twitch it's already too large right it's already too big so there's really no there's no way in my mind to start increasing that engagement and that kind of community that you can form. Now, I think the question is, when does the community, you know, how long can the community last, right? I think if Mixer had gotten to millions and millions of streamers, it might've been a different situation, but I don't know if we know the answer to that.
1: I don't, I don't know, but I think just as any, any company, um, I think we all strive to have that kind of problem when we're so big that, that we have to worry about how big we are. I think everybody <laughs> wants to get to that point. I'm 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 excited about the glimmer thing. I've made an account for myself, uh, for the team that, that that we made a while ago. That hopefully will be making a reemergence here before long. Our company, and and I'm really excited about the different kind of uh, things that we we might be able to stream on. Whether that's like me individually streaming, team streamers, or um, just like every day to day kind of happenings at our company. And, um, I'm, I'm really excited about that because everything that I've seen so far, and I've just been sitting in the back, I've been lurking like a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, it's just looking at everything. It, it seems like, uh, people really are trying to put each other, like build each other up, trying to help bolster the community as a whole. And that's something that always is refreshing for me, um, because there's so many instances where we can tear each other down, where we can beat each other up, and all that. It's really more impressive to me if we can take a couple of seconds and, and, in spite of any differences we might have, how we can make each other better. And yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that you guys. I'm I'm pulling for you, and and I'm hoping that I can contribute something, whether that's sarcasm or witty banter, or <laughs> I, I'm not so good with the computer stuff. <laughs> but I am down I'm down to try, man, and I and I, I know. I know that uh, trying to follow in Bub's Bub's footprints. Oh, come on, man! He's really getting balls out there too. So you just have to make Bub
2: do everything, do everything for you. Just really (laughs) use that relationship (laughs) to your advantage. Oh,
0: that's hilarious! (laughs) No,
2: I think that's that's really what uh, I think. There's one takeaway for like if I think I've unlocked one secret right through doing this process. It's that. If you help your community grow, if you help the streamers grow on the platform, if you help the viewers have a better experience, you also grow, <laughs> you know? Like, like, there's no reason that I would want to lock away features or, or uh, articles or tutorials or help or, or, you know, hand-holding or professional services or whatever it is. There's no reason I want to hold that away from someone just because they're new, just because they don't have a lot of viewers, because if that person's successful, if we can give them the tools that they need, the knowledge they need to become more successful, to run their stream better, guess what? They're doing it on Glimish, right? They're they're getting new subscribers. They're you know getting partnerships. They're they're funding the platform by mm-hmm. them being successful. We are successful.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Uh, circling back to the to the brief mixer conversation we had. Um, You know, you touched on what you think Mixer got right. But where do you think Mixer, not necessarily failed, but maybe a missed opportunity of the platform that was maybe underutilized or overlooked?
2: Yeah, I think think the hard part about running a business is being given a way out. You know, that's almost the the tricky knife, right? Because you you get something in return. You get, let's say, money and a sale, but you give up the thing that you've created. And yeah. I think the, the one thing that we can take away from Mixer in the other direction is um, you have to be sure about what you're doing. You have to be sure about the decisions you're making because uh, you know, giving away your baby, giving away your child is something that's you can't take back, right? You can't undo. You can't. You can't mm-hmm. unmake that mistake without a certain amount of investment. Um, and so, I think that for me, that's kind of the 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 piece that I would like to avoid, right? I want to make sure that Glimish is um, put in a an ownership position where decisions like that can't be making, they can't, can't be made lightly. You know, it can't. And I'm not saying Mixer was made lightly. I'm sure it was. Probably the worst time in in, in several people's lives as they were going through that process. Um, But you know, making sure that you remember where you came from, you remember why you're doing this, and you really capture onto those moments. I think is what we can what we can learn from that experience. Um, The quick story I have to share there is uh, we actually had a charity stream uh, two months ago at this point, and uh, we were looking for for charity streamers to to. To host it for us right because i'm not a streamer you can tell by my camera i've got terrible equipment all around um i have no interest <laughs> in streaming personally but i know that people love streaming and so we wanted to find a great streamer who could come represent the brand represent themselves and raise money for charity and there was a guy named icarus who uh who who we found and who kind of reached out um and i remember like sending him the email like saying hey we'd like post our charity event. And then like in the dead of the night, sneaking into his Twitch channel and waiting for him to go live, because (laughs) I knew he was going to talk about it. Right. And like I I was just hiding into the crowd, hiding in the audience. And he comes on the stream and he says, guys, I've got awesome news. I've got amazing news. You're never going to believe what happened. And then of course he lets it simmer and just, you know, plays a game for 30 minutes and not doesn't talk about it. And then he comes back to it, right? And he says, guys there's a new streaming platform out there named Glimish that is going to change the way we do streaming. And I'm so excited. that They picked me to do the charity stream because I love what they're doing and I want to help support them. And that moment to me is what I hope that in two years, three years, five years, I pick up and I remember of why I'm doing this, right? Like why yeah. this is important for me because of the community, because of the people I'm trying to empower and support. Right. And I think, that drives back to the ending a company with a tweet. That's not acceptable.
0: That's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Right. That's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, would you? Glimish is you'd consider right now a a startup, right? Is I mean, or is that yeah. not necessarily what you consider? Okay. So, yeah. Glimish is a startup, and sometimes. There's a negative connotation surrounding the term startup. Why do you why do you feel that is?
2: Because anyone can do it.
0: <laughs> I'll be right you, back. I got to blow my
1: nose real quick. It sounds like I've been doing coke. Give me a minute. <laughs> well, there you go. It sounds like he's doing coke. He didn't reject. He didn't deny it.
0: Just, it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like
1: it.
2: Well, it sounds. Um, I'm going to keep going about him. Yeah. Um, <gasps> I think. All right. Thank you. You're back, good. You
0: yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm back uh, in the fight. All right.
2: <laughs> um, I actually forgot the question, so let's go back and. and what re- startups? Re- Why
0: do startups have a uh, sometimes have a negative connotation around that term?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's because there is no with a term like that. It's super generic, right? There's no immediate difference between 100 people that are successfully employed that have gone through three rounds of funding and like a dude in his basement starting a company right it's called a startup regardless of how large and small it is right and so i think that's why right because it because there's no like there's no filter of quality there's no filter of of expectations there right i think honestly i would avoid calling you know Glimish a startup We, we definitely are you know we're starting up um but for us you know the the goal right now is not to Get funding, right? It's not to, excuse me, hyper growth and a, a hockey stick of, of profit and revenue. Our goal right now is to create a platform and make it sustainable and let it grow, right? And so we're kind of like, we're just a business. We're just a company. You know, we're just getting started. We're like we're like a bakery down in your neighborhood shop, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a startup. I mean, it is, right? They're brand new, getting started. Um, but it's just a business. It's just a bakery. So- we're a streaming site. That's who we are. That's awesome.
0: That's good. That's good. That's that's a good answer because that's the thing. Like when when I hear personally when I hear the term startup, um, let me back up a little bit, a little bit more about me. I used to work in higher education in the IT, and there was an entrepreneurial center, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so all the time you hear startup this, startup that. You know, the, this speaker is coming in for about this startup or that's And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is. So maybe I'm a little uh, a little jaded with that term personally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, when I usually think of term startup, it's usually like. Have the idea, either get it funded or get it off the ground, show growth and then sell and not really care or be invested in what your product is long term for the people that are using it.
2: Right. And I think that that is that's my problem. I, I don't support that right now. Like I can't. I can't live in that world because I mean, that's where I'm from. That's my experience, right? Right. Living in a startup. My current, my, my, my day job is in a startup. Um, It's, it's great. It's a great experience. It's very unique. Uh, It's, it's thrilling to have so many people like working as hard as they can to get towards a goal. Um, But I, I think about like what we're missing out there. You know what the human race is missing out when we're just rushing to that, that that accent, right, that selling point, is mm-hmm. we're not really building anything that we're proud of. We're not building anything that is what we're going to be telling our grandchildren or what we would pass on to our grandchildren, right? Mm-hmm. It's, we're no longer making the businesses of the past. We're no longer making a family name for ourselves. We're just making a million bucks. We can go buy a Ferrari. Yeah. So for me, that's the problem. It's it's like you just, have, to, have to be passionate about what you're doing yeah. and you have to make quality goods that can help you and other other humans other people right
1: yeah that's great that's great
0: all yeah, no, okay, yeah cuz so i mean with with that just there's for my
1: own sanity cuz you talked about we've talked about start and startup and the kind of negative connotation that it has in it now um, and we talked earlier in the beginning of all of this way back you know an hour ago that uh, that this isn't the only one that's coming out right now right we got a couple other players but the biggest thing that I see from just my foxhole is that you guys are actually have a community, something's in place. You guys are actually striving towards a goal, and there's actually tangible or some kind of uh, some kind of, of, of progression that I, I can see. Whereas the other ones that are that are kind of just talking some game on Twitter or whatever, it's just that. Like I'm not really seeing a lot come from other people other than, hey man, I got an idea. I'm going to make a streaming service. Come join it. and that's it. <laughs> I don't really see a whole lot happening. so I'm really excited to that, that I, there's so much action taking place behind uh, what's going on with glimish.
2: Yeah, and, and honestly, the deal is right that that's a competitive advantage, right? Just because we're not going to call ourselves a startup doesn't mean we're not going to try and be competitive. we're not going try and win. Um, for yep. me, like I think the most important thing is proving it is showing what you what you can make and what you can do because right now in a world where you do have a lot of people trying to accomplish the same goal. I think, you know, the proof is in the playing, right? The proof is, is, is how the sausage is made. Right. And, and we're going to have problems. We're going to have bugs when we go launch, you know, and how many ever weeks that is. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to go down. Like we're going to launch, um, you know, we do everything so we can. Shit. And then, yeah, I'm we'll so- see a cloud <laughs> of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. We'll, we'll move past it, right? Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to show that, hey, we exist. We're making a difference. And we're trying to do it in a way that is clear, upfront, and honest. You know, we're not lying about what we're doing. We're not hiding what we're doing. We're being open about it because then we can help manage expectations. We can help you know what you're going to get, right? Um, and, and maybe it's for you and maybe it's not, right? But I think that that's, that's like a better advantage, right? At Glamish, it's proving it. You can go to our site right now. You can watch our FPL streams right now. We've got one that's running, uh, we call it Movies, which is a 24 hour movie stream of either public domain or uh, creative commons licensed movies. And you can see it in real time. You can see your chat message pop up like a quarter of a second later after you type it. Um, And you can see it go down, right? You can see the stream break because these things happen and we're still working on it. But it kind of, Puts it all out. It puts it all out there in the open, so you can form your own opinion instead of just trusting me. Instead of just trusting someone, right? You can see it.
1: Yeah, but having that that, that kind of attitude, that's kind of like armor, in my opinion, too, right? Because if you're being upfront about it, like, hey, yeah, it's gonna break, like. So that way, when it does happen, people can't be like, well, what the hell? And would be like, I told you it was going to break. <laughs> like, we're making a streaming yeah.
2: site in our basement. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I didn't lie.
1: <laughs> there's things that are going to happen, right? Right. Instead of people like, always trying to be like, oh, there's nothing to see, nothing to see. like, Right. I don't know. I take solace in that. Like, everybody on in yeah. their humanity. Like, I dig in that.
2: Yeah. I mean, during our during our charity stream, uh, you know, we were expecting to get a, a lot of people. And so we, we set up the servers. Uh, we made it like, you know, geographically diverse we had a server in in san francisco and new york we had one in london and we set those up so you know whatever you're watching the stream you get the the closest possible server and during the charity stream i forgot to turn two of them on the whole time (laughs) and so we were just running a charity stream off of one server and you know as soon as we found out we admitted to the mistake and we fixed it right we moved past it um and i think that that's for me that's so much easier than trying to hide it or trying to cover it up, right? Just mm-hmm. admitting your mistake and, and trying to figure out how you're not going to ha- have it happen again, right? How do we put a process in place? How do we make it automated? How do we no. not have to worry about it?
0: See, that, yeah, I mean, there's... And I think, you know, an expectation is, you know, a lot of these services still have a, a percentage of human error because it requires human interaction with with the back end to a degree. Um, And I think being upfront about that, hey, you know, this is, it's, you know, me, I have to flip the switch on these things, you know, myself, they, you know, no one else can do it. So, and and admitting that upfront and being like, hey, I own this, that was my mistake. Everything's, everything's kosher now. Let's, you know, let's find the next bug. Yeah, exactly.
1: I think there's a lot of freedom in that other than than trying to, trying to lie (laughs) (laughs) or blame or shift or any of that shit. Put away the blame thrower. just accept responsibility and move on. Yeah. Well then you're, you're getting back to that, right? Yep.
0: Yep. Awesome. 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 Um, I think that's pretty much, I mean, the majority of the questions I think we have, but anything in general, you just want to like give like, hear the top five top 10 things that are different about glimish before we before you wrap this up or
2: yeah I mean I think uh you know you definitely you've definitely heard a lot here right about about ways we're trying to do things differently about ways we're trying to um, you know, push the envelope I think we're very uh, mission driven at glimish we're, we're we're shooting towards a goal we want to launch in 2020 um, we want to set a date and hit it but we also wanna make sure that we're not overstressing our volunteers, right? We're very volunteer driven. Um, I think the the top five reasons, and I'm gonna regret saying five, because I won't be able to come up with exactly five, but you know, the top five reasons that that you should check out which is definitely our community level, our community, we're built by the community for the community, right? That's what we're all about. And that's what we try and really represent. Um, you know, we've got a streaming platform out there getting set up right now. We're doing it all. In the public eye, we're trying to make sure that we're doing it right. We're not lying to anyone and we're not trying to deceive. We're not trying to cheat or steal. Um, For me, it's about sustainability over, you know, raking in cash. Uh, For me, Mm -hmm. it's about making sure that this is a a venture that can, you know, feed itself. Right. We don't, I don't want to have to pour money into it. I don't want anyone to have to pour money into it. I want it to kind of just succeed um, because I want, that to be our driving motivator, right? I want sustainability to empower our ability to just work, right? Just build the streaming platform without having to tell our investors why we're not growing, you know, at a 500X growth rate. Um, And I think the last, because that was five, last one there is really just our technology. We're really pushing the envelope of live streaming. Uh, You know, we've, we've taken kind of what Mixer started building with FTL and we're really trying to push that out and make it, a standard on the internet for live video, you know, no other streaming platform right now is pushing out their own streaming technology. Even Twitch is using the the standard RTMP that Adobe invented for Flash Player oh in God. 2008. Like, like they're using technology 2008 to power their live streams that are happening today. We're using technology that was innovated and engineered, you know, th- a couple of weeks ago by one of our developers, right and we we're trying to push that forward better and use the the most updated technology to really make this experience great and then see what we can do with it, right? What's next? How do we make? you know we were talking about um, how, right now we live in like a bubble of live video where it's just the live video, and that's all there is. But we're trying to figure out ways that we can even innovate on that, right? How can we make that? Uh, more compact, more accessible to others. How can we have special, you know, uh, you know, special programming effects that are done to your video uh, for your viewers? How do we make, uh, how do we make it so when you're playing horror games and you get to a jump scare that you know the viewer's screen flashes for a moment, or like you have a little spooky Halloween mode? You know, how do we make this really engaging? for you? That way, it's a, a true experience. Um, there's this guy on uh, on Twitch. I'm just gonna shout him out real quick. His name is the, sh- the Sushi Dragon. And he he does every effect in real time while using a green screen and standing off to the side. So like, he's not attached to his computer. He's not hitting key bindings. He's got these like grips on his hand and he controls live effects to move his body around to turn him into like uh, Naruto from the anime Naruto. Uh, he like will turn into robots, and he'll do all this from hands walks hand, like dancing, um, and no one's oh, ever wow. thought of that before. Like, right. no one's ever done that or thought of that before. Oh. So, how do we enable experiences like those? You know, how do we give sure. him more developer APIs or tools to work with to make his streams even more interactive or engaging for his community as well? I think it's really where we're gonna be really empowered, and that's where we're gonna find our our win. Fantastic yep
0: that's, that's awesome that's awesome um just again so our viewers and listeners can can know if they want to get involved it's what's the uh the disco it's discord.gg glimish
2: yeah so here's the cheat code uh what? all of our social medias are glimish <laughs> okay so twitter.com slash glimish g-l-i-n-e-s-h discord.gg slash glimish blemish.tv, blemish.com, blemish.live, blemish.net, you know, whatever you pick your poison, <laughs> it'll probably work out.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I think that's all the questions we have. Anything, any little thing final, Nick, you want to ask? No, mm-hmm. man. I
1: just, I really appreciate you taking yeah. the time to come on the show and, and kind of give us the lowdown on what's going on with your service and, and, um, what's happening with your community, man. I wish you yeah, guys the best of luck. Like I really do. It's
0: Super excited, man! And again, appreciate you taking the time, uh, for chatting with us. And uh, hopefully, you'll be able to enjoy the rest of your weekend. (laughs) Maybe go eat some some sandwiches with fries on them or something. (laughs) But yeah, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you, Luke. Appreciate it. And uh, thank thank you. you guys for watching. We'll see you next time.